it's amazing what a good night's sleep will do for you. After finishing up the physicals and dealing with those flesh lumps, whatever they are, we finally got to go into town. And as anxious as I was about that, getting a good night's sleep was one less thing that I had to worry about. It sounds like we're close to getting the lead we need to find Ellis and get him back safely. And while I know that is our primary mission, I also keep hearing about this Blackfoot problem plaguing the people here. From what they've said, it reminds me of those deer bones and that scientist and the flesh lumps and something else is definitely going on here. And something tells me that if we won't figure it out, it won't get solved. And I don't know if it's just the medic in me talking, but I want to help as many of these people as I can. I hated that there were excess casualties in both Montana and in Idaho. And part of me wonders that if I had been around for Mustang, would there have been fewer casualties? I don't want to repeat the mistakes of our past. But how will I be able to convince the team to stay if we get Ellis before the Blackfoot issue is resolved? Rowan is so by the book that she wouldn't risk our lives to stay here to solve that if that's not our primary mission. And Rooster's barely staying sane out here as it is. He'll be on the first plane back as soon as this mission is over. I know River's really invested in the water contamination and something tells me it's related to the Blackfoot, but it feels like we're running out of time. And I just hope that we can minimize any excess loss while we're out here. Three ravens, three ravens with eyes black as night. Just look in their eyes, oh don't put up a fight. They'll strike where you stand, a slow death you feel. Beware of the ravens or you'll be there next me. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, the agents of ourselves were huddled in the homes in Kulej Kel because the skies had opened up and rain was pouring down. Looking outside the meager windows of these homes, you see that the streets on this mountainside town have turned into pretty vigorous streams, near rivers if you will. Occasionally you think you see a goat floating past, but you're not entirely sure. They may just be out there playing. The woman that had been alongside Zaheer provided some curious information, or said that she could provide curious information to Rowan. And River came across some interesting magazines, but it was quickly snatched from his hands when the grandson heard a noise off in the distance. Rory and Rooster were speaking to the nephew... Vahid, trying to get a little bit more information, it seems as though they had. The woman is staring directly into Rowan's eyes. She seems to be getting a handle on Agent Rowan. Looks like they're taking stock. Is it dim enough with the storm going on that I feel comfortable taking my glasses off? Not with the lights on inside the house. I'll look back at her then through the tinted glass of my glasses and raise an eyebrow slightly. Well, that would be very kind. Ellis had 
been good to our family. And then he dug too far into things that we don't like to speak about. Things further in the mountain that we protect the world from. What manner of things? Some people think they're myths or that they're just fairy tales and fables told to scare children not to misbehave or to venture off into the mountains. But there is a darkness there that is older than time itself, from a time before the prophet. I'm going to take the risk and tip my glasses down a little bit so that she can actually see my eyes with their slightly too large pupils and say quietly, I believe that they are not myths, fables, legends, tales to tell children before pushing my glasses back up because my eyes are starting to water. Further in the mountains, there is a village and the keepers of the village. This area has never seen the light of the sun, never directly. The people there hold to old ways. Do not think that their old ways are savage or antiquated or lesser. They are not inferior people. They hold to a structure that some would wish that we still maintained. It's not my place to comment on other people's beliefs or lifestyles. I'm a stranger here. I worry that the Taliban will attempt to make inroads and convert some of the followers there, or attempt to convert them. Or worse, go in and massacre them. Or... And she kind of looks off out the window at the rain. I'll follow her gaze out the window. She's just staring blankly at the storm. It seems like she cut off her words before they exited her mouth. I'll look back at her and ask quietly, I didn't catch your name. Parasto. Parasto. My name is Redacted. Nice to meet you. I, I can tell you that you can drive the path that leads out of this town deeper into the mountains. I wouldn't suggest leaving now, not with such of a rain coming down, but maybe once it's dried up a bit, maybe tomorrow. How far into the mountains is it? About 10 kilometers into the mountains. That may not seem far, but the mountain paths and the roads there are winding and treacherous. It's a place of darkness. I don't think you should go there. I would prefer not to, to be perfectly honest. But Ellis is one of ours. I hope he has found peace. Or will find peace. I hope so. We're hoping to get him home. At least then maybe it can start. I'm worried that the rain is causing people to become sick. I don't know if it's coming from the village or not. Do you have people here who have been getting sick? Yes, there have been a few. We have been hearing things about water, but not what the source of the sickness in the water may be. One of my companions is testing the water in the well at least, but I'll look out the window again. It's hard to control for it when uh, there's that much coming down so quickly. We need the rain. With Ellis being gone, is there going to be worry of more servicemen and women coming into our town? More outsiders? 
We are the official team that's been sent to check on this. Whatever we find will be the last word on it. Okay. Whether we find him alive or dead or injured, whatever we find, that will be the final word on it. Thank you. It is nice to see a to see more women in positions of leadership. I could see that your team regards you as an equal and some even may view you as, as a leader. That is an inspiration. I am fortunate enough to be trusted by my team. They trust me to lead them as best as I can through some incredible darkness. Hopefully we can get through this and not worry about it much longer. That is the hope. I'm going to head to the other building now. If you have need to stay the stay the night, I would ask that you try to stay in your vehicles. But I would not recommend anyone staying outside in this weather on its own. Of course. You said that you knew someone who could take us where we need to go. Do I return and speak to you about that in the morning? Or is there a better place to meet? I will see to it that I am at the last house leaving the village into the mountains along the road. And I will be able to give you more information then and possibly give you a, a bit more of, more of information. I believe we may even have a map. That would be very helpful. My father will not be pleased if I'm to give that to you, but there are times when we must have our own little rebellions. However intelligent our fathers, sometimes we must do our own thing. She nods and then heads to the door with the rain pouring out. When the door opens, it sounds like a freight train outside. You're not entirely sure you've ever seen rain fall like this before. None of you. It's not as if it's a single droplet of rain. It's sheets just pouring down and the wind pushing it. You could see the wind pushing the rain and each sheet of rain nearly cuts lines within the road. There's new furrows and trenches being cut by the pressure of the of the water as it's falling. I'll look at that and then Parasto. She turns back and looks. Is this kind of rain normal in the monsoon season? She smiles. Sometimes not as sustained. Interesting. I wonder about the water. And I'll tip my head a little bit to her. She covers her head with a hood on the back of her cloak and then sets off into the rain. You lose sight of her maybe about ten feet away. Uh, she's going to look like a drowned rat whenever she gets wherever she's going. Rooster and Rory, you are currently with Vahid. And Vahid is, keeps looking out the door, looking at the rain. It is coming down. There's much rain. Better than rain going up. And then I stop. No, don't, don't translate that. And he stops and he looks at you and he, he just like cocks his head. And uh, Yassim kind of uh, explains what you said, what you think he said. Actually, you know enough Pashto that you heard he kind of translated what you said to him. And Vahid just smiles. How typical is this weather for this time of year? Is it usually this bad? This is stronger than most, most years. I see. Yeah, that's a lot of water. I'm guessing it's probably not too safe to uh, travel in this. A wise man would not travel in this. A foolish man would. 
I look at Rory. Do I need to say it? I was thinking it too, so. Okay, good. I'll look out at the rain. Blackfoot had to do with the stream and the water. Should we be worried about runoff from this rain? No, the rain comes from the sky, not from the the creeks and the streams. But runoff and overflowing and... Oh, maybe. Is there anyone at the village now that uh, has this Blackfoot? Yes. Maybe when the rain stops, we could take a look. Would that be okay? Yes, yes, I will, I will take you to... I will take you to see him. Just one person? Do you want to see more than one person, that is? is how widespread is it? Ahmad went out with his goats. He is a, a shepherd. When he came back, he came back with the Blackfoot. In your experience, how long does... How long does he have? Uh, as long as it... Well... If it stays to the foot, then we won't worry about taking it off at the ankle. If it goes above that, then I will begin to worry, but he seems to be okay with it being out at the foot. I see. So, what's the plan, Cappy? Uh, well, one, we're going to wait for the rain to stop, and I'm going to... Have they offered us tea or anything like that since you've been here? Yes, they're actually... They've offered you tea and Pepsi-Cola. Okay. I'm just going to enjoy the tea and the sound of the rain and we're gonna wait until this is over and then we're gonna go meet up with Rowan and River and I'm gonna look at this guy's foot I guess I'll come along for the ride and hope I don't have to see anything as horrible as what you and Glasses usually find uh yeah we'll see I think it depends on how much they found at the well the rain continues for about another hour and a half it's getting fairly late in the day now. You know, even though it is still spring, when the clouds part finally and the sun shines down, you can see the sun is getting lower in the sky. With the rain stopping, you still have flowing water running down most of the streets. And you see that there is some, some flooding and some minor damage. Some things have, you know, floated away. You see that there is a small congregation of uh, chickens at one of the lower end of the buildings. You're not entirely sure how they got there. They're not entirely sure how they got there, but the water took them there, that's for sure. I think when the rain lets up, I'll probably radio Rowan and catch her up on what I learned. And is there anything that you would leave out, Rowan, from what you guys learned? I think that... When she'll she'll sit there and listen to what Rory says on the radio and then reply simply... Meet us outside. We need to find somewhere private to talk. The vehicles? The vehicles would work best, I think. Okay, see you there. And then I imagine River and I are sitting together at this point in the house. Yes. The boy has been proven to be a good host. He made some tea um, and then also provided you with, you know, some crackers and some other treats. He offered them. Whether you've taken them or not, he did make the offer. They're meager, but... You know, still nonetheless, still a nice, nice offering. Yeah, I think I would have taken tea and and a couple of crackers just to, I'm not particularly hungry, but I'm thankful for the show of hospitality. Before we leave the boy, I want to ask him, is there a stream or a river nearby that flows from the mountains we discussed? Uh, Further, further up the hill, and he points 
deeper into the mountains. Along that road, there is a there are a few streams that way, but not in the village. No, not in a not in the village. The stream that we have that goes by uh, comes from the mountain itself, does not come from within the mountain, but comes from within the mountain. You mean it 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 comes out of the rock? Good, good. I, I want to take a sample of the runoff. When you step outside, your boot sinks down ankle deep with this sloshing noise, and it just very difficult for you to pull your foot out. The ground is very soft outside this home. It's almost as though that you're stepping into a bog. River, are you going to go take uh, take samples right now, or are you going to take samples of the, the water here uh, that's, that's currently flowing? Uh, just in town. You're able to uh, gather some. Let's see how good of a sample you can get. Give me a science roll, my friend. 31. My environmental science is 40. You're able to get a very good sample, and once you're able to get to your testing site, you will have uh, pretty good results. I'm letting you know that now. All right, so moving with care, I'll make my way back toward the vehicles. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll stick with River to get uh, the samples because I don't like us being separated, but move toward the vehicles as soon as we can. There's a few times when you slip and nearly bite it and where you nearly fall. Oh, did I remember to bring my trekking poles into the village? No, you did not. But what I would like for each of you is to give me an athletics roll. Athletics. I was going to say, uh, before Rooster and I head out, I'm going to try to get directions to where Ahmad lives from the nephew, so that way Yassim can take us there later. Uh, Ahmad. I-M-A-D. I-M-A-D. Ahmad lives... It, you are given directions to to his house. He lives in a, off of one of the main, main streets. Athletics is a 59 out of 30. Awesome. Uh, 33 out of 50. Excellent. 42 out of 70. Excellent. 58 out of 52. Oh, excellent as well. The fact he said excellent to all of them worries me. Those that did not succeed find out just how warm this monsoon water is. As River, you go to step and your boot does not pull up from the mud, but your forward motion continues, and you land face first with a splash. You're able to get yourself up, but you actually submerge fully in some of the water in this one spot, because it is about mid-shin deep. Rory, the flowing water causes you to slip and fall on your ass, and the water because it is flowing downhill, takes you down the mountain just a bit, maybe about 10 or 15 feet, which is still quite far. Okay. <laughs> On your ass. Can I try and grab him as he flows by? As oh, he floats you, by? you do try, and then you realize that would not be wise as you catch your balance with both arms out, and you watch your friend kind of float on down. You're not entirely sure that you don't see a smile on his face. Which one of us? Yes. Yeah, as soon as I get to his stop, I'll kind of get up and try to brush myself off, realize that, that it's futile, and just wait for them to catch up. You brush the mud off, and it just slots off you and hits the water like flump. It makes this splashing noise as it flows down the rest of the road. 
So, uh, have a nice trip there, Cappy? Oh, yeah. Alright, well, see you next fall. Mm Mm-hmm. You see a couple of the locals have come out, and some of them are laughing at you, and it's it seems like it's a good-natured laugh, not as though that it's a laugh of uh, anger or spite. It's physical comedy. It is physical comedy. You see a younger man dressed in nicer European fashion clothes step outside and start to run. You see that he's wearing, like, pointy-toed shoes, like nice European-Italian shoes that have a flat bottom. And he ends up on his ass sliding down, and he goes to a car that is now half-covered in mud, a nice Nissan, and he's hugging it, and you can hear his slight cries as he's trying to push the mud off from underneath the wheel wells. I guess there's no local car wash here, is there? (laughs) (laughs) Just saw it. I'll I'll keep sloshing toward the, the vehicles after helping River get up. You see the rest of the Breckenridge crew kind of gathering out of the buildings that they were in, and it looks like they're going to start heading toward the the vehicles as well, but they're kind of going slow. You all make it, and Rory, you take the longest in getting there, but you end up there nonetheless. When he gets there, I'm going to kind of rummage in the back of the truck and pull out a red cane that says Ferrari and go, Hey, Sherlock, I hope you don't mind. I think someone else needs this more. I can't believe you brought that all this way for a joke. I, really? How how are you surprised? We're thousands of miles from home, and you brought that with you. That's why it's funnier. You must be feeling a little better about this trip. You're actually joking now. No, I'm trying to ignore it. Huh. And laughing at someone else makes me feel better about what I'm trying not to feel right now. See, it's working. Well, you obviously used up all the good puns on Rory. Why Why is that? Because he's not using them on me. That's fair. Right. Let's load into somewhere that we can have a little bit of privacy. Uh, I have a couple things to share that I strongly suspect some people are not going to be very happy with. Including someone that I'm about to be trapped in a vehicle with. And good feelings gone. You didn't think it would last long, did you? Because I was going to be so happy otherwise. Yeah, I'm going to hop up into the back of one of the trucks and sit there expectantly waiting for them to join me. How much spare water do we have? Uh, About 40 gallons. Can you spare enough for me to at least wash my face? Oh, yeah. All you have to do is just walk to the walk to the truck. There is a there's a water tank in the back of the truck that you can just simply, you know, open up the back, undo the the door and uh, there's a, a spigot. Okay, I'll go to the back, stick my head under the spigot, let it run for a little while. Have you suffered any damage at all in the past uh, couple days? Any physical damage? I don't believe so. Okay, I didn't either, but I need to ask. Of course you do. Rory, how about you? I'm full health. Good to know. Physically. All right, so what, what what do you not tell us about what you learned, everyone? Give us the short version. Yeah. Uh, short version. There's another village deeper in the mountains. It's probably connected to the Black Valley in one way or another because apparently it has never seen the sun and we've been offered a map to go there. So that lines up with like what I was telling you about the 
the end of the hollow. Yeah, and I'll tell them the rest of what uh, Parasto told me. Uh, she's apparently Zahir's daughter. He's not going to be very happy about this little bit of rebellion, but... You won't hear about it from me. Uh, and exactly what do we expect to find in this village or the Black Valley besides water that turns your foot into a book? Writing and stuff. Apparently it's the place where the sun don't shine. Marines know all about that, right? Well, if you remember, according to the stuff that Ellis found, um, if, it, if this is the village of Kaligati, she says quietly, like even suspecting that we're probably alone, she doesn't want to say that name very loudly. They're not Muslim. They're not Christian. They aren't anything that would be recognizable as one of the larger religions they worship. A dragon god. And Parasto seemed to... She seemed to confirm that to an extent because of what she said about the people who live there. So it sounds like this is the village, possibly. Okay, so we go get Alice at this village and we leave. That's the hope. And if he doesn't want to come with us? Then we will deal with that when we get there. What time is it? And if it's early enough, do you want to go today? And if not, I do want to go check out the shepherd I told you about. It's approximately 10 kilometers away. And she says that the roads are very twisty and dangerous. And frankly, after a rain like this, I want to give the roads time to dry off at least a little bit. I think it's better. She suggested, and I agree, that we go in the morning. Okay. In that case, I'd like to go check out this shepherd now. I think that's a good idea. I think that we get as much here as we can as is here, and then we go back to the base. River has some samples that he needs to test. With what you said about the Blackfoot and everything, maybe we take some time to actually study those bones and see if there's any anything that we can find. Because I, I didn't take the time to do any translating. So maybe now is when we start doing some translating and seeing... What words are being written on these bones? Is it worth sending a couple of you back now in one car? Nope. Well, nope. Okay. So you want to go back to the base today and not spend the night here? Ooh. Mm. It is unadvisable, I think, to spend the night here. Parasto was saying that if we needed to stay the night here, we should stay in our vehicles. I get the impression that hospitality goes a certain length, but and no further we're americans we're outsiders we're part of the reason why everything is breaking right now well i certainly would not object to a shower but how long did it take for us to get here about an hour oh that's not bad and if we need to we will just leave earlier in the morning i don't Rory, you don't have any other requirements at the clinic tomorrow yeah i mean i'm sure they could find something for me if they if we asked but they didn't tell me again. Well, then let's not ask. Let's try to get an early start. We want to get in and out before the rain starts. There's a rap on the door, and Brian is standing there, kind of waves, and just waves out the window from uh, outside the bulletproof glass. Are we allowed to come in now? Or do you want to drive? 
Hang on, we'll let you in in a sec. I look through the window and start mouthing words and holding my hand up to my ear like I can't hear him. And I'm saying something back. He makes a rude gesture with his hand and his tongue in his cheek and then picks his nose and flicks it at you and then smiles. I give him a little heart gesture with my hands. He gives you back the Korean index finger and thumb heart. I'll look at the other three. Right, is there anything else that we need to talk about? I think that we have our plan of action relatively well set. I think we should wrap our business up here as quickly as we can. She said that she would be in the last house on the way further into the mountains tomorrow morning. That's where we're going to meet her. You could see that house from where you're at now. It is uh, also a mud-built home or a uh, adobe-style house. Yeah, sounds good. Let's uh, take a look at this foot and get the hell out of here. I'm going to see the shepherd. I'm taking the translator with me. Someone else can come with me if they want. Could the map something you could get tonight, or you just want to wait for me here? The map is probably not something that we can get tonight. Okay. It sounds like something that she's going to get us tomorrow. I do think that we should buddy system. I don't think it should be me. I'm going. I'm going. Well, I was going to suggest either, either you or River for scientific purposes. Well, I figured we want somebody who knows how to stand up, but science, good. Go for it. Have fun. Why don't the three of you go? I'll hang out here with with the other Breckenridge folks. Go on, have fun. And I'll, I'll start making like a shooing gesture with my hands. Damn, I'm already halfway at the door. This close. Nice try. And this time I'm going to grab my trekking poles. Brain sees everybody get out of the car. Is a fire drill? Sorry, I have one other thing I need to check on. We'll be right back. All right. Uh, go get dry. We're going to be wheels up soon because it's going to be, and he looks down the mountain, it's going to be a hell of fun going downhill. And I want to do it before night, before night falls. So it's getting late. I'll be quick. Sorry about the mess. Looks like, yeah, I'm not cleaning the car out tomorrow. Oh, shit. I probably am. <laughs> I'll, I'll sit back in the vehicle, lace my fingers behind my head, and look at Bryant. You can hang out here with me if you want. All right. They're off doing stuff. I think, yeah, just the three of us and the Yasim. Gina is looking at the truck, and she actually moved it a little bit. Harding has uh, gone in and started making small talk with Rowan. Uh, so did so did uh, Brian. You guys head to the, the building where Ahmad is, and you see it's a smaller building. It does not have a proper door. It has a tarp, a heavy tarp as a door. Um, I'll ask Yasim if he would say hello and introduce us. He calls out. And you hear a faint voice inside. Uh, he said we can go in. Okay. And you explained I'm a doctor. Uh, not yet. And uh, as he as he walks in, uh, he calls out to Ahmad. You see a man sitting in a rocking chair with his one foot propped up on a very inexpensive IKEA table, and his foot is black. It looks as though it is rotten. Does it look like the hand at all? Yes. Okay. Um, that probably takes me back a bit because I had seen the x-rays of the doctor's foot or the scientist's foot from earlier, but I hadn't actually seen anything up close. You know what? Give me a constitution save. Yeah. Oh, I think it's going to fail. Let's see. Oh, 75 out of 55. Ooh, nice. I like that. In a few moments, 
as you look at the foot, you shake yourself and, and kind of just close your eyes what seems like just for a brief second to kind of wipe that image of the necrotic foot and the, the decay that is on there. And there is this loud noise. It sounds as though that the world is tearing apart. And you feel your head swim and you open your eyes and your vision is cloudy and wavy and you've got a bit of vertigo and you look around and you see in this room five men sitting around a table with Kalishnikov rifles. On the back wall, you see a young Russian man pinned to the wall. His lower jaw has been removed. His tongue just wags over his opened wound. The men sitting at the table turn and look at you and their faces are drawn in. It is though that the skin has, has lost all moisture. You realize they just have dark holes for eyes, no eyeballs. Okay, do I feel like I can actually like walk around? Or am I just feel like it's a... I'm going to try to take a step back. You take a step back. You feel like you bump into someone. Uh, I'll turn around. There is another man standing right there. You see long beard down past his chest, streaked with white. His face is the same. He opens his mouth and what seems like dust or tiny mites fly from it and circle around your face. Instinctively, you bring your hands up and brush them away and it it stops them from advancing. Do I recognize any any of these people or anything about this? No, you do not. These look like they are Afghan soldiers, but they look like mummified versions of Afghan soldiers. Mummified meaning that they're long dead. Okay, I'm gonna just try to find a way out of this area. You look all around. You do see the door, but he, the man is standing in front of the door. Uh, I'm going to try to push past him. He doesn't seem to move. Give me a sanity check. 73. He seems as though that he is a solid man. And no matter what you do to push past him, it's just not going. He reaches out a hand to you. It lifts. It looks as though it's about to close on your throat. And then the sound of the world tearing happens again. And you blink your eyes and you're staring at a man sitting there with a black necrotic foot and rooster right behind you. Have I seen anything? Did he close his eyes for a long time or start flailing at all? No, not at all. So they, did, they didn't see anything happen? No, they did not see anything happen. Rory's quiet for a, a little bit. Something wrong, Cappy? Um, I mean, besides the obvious. He kind of shakes himself to kind of get at it. Uh, no, uh, it's fine. Um... I'll, yeah, introduce myself to Ahmad. 
Varjit, Varjit, Varjit. That word keeps repeating in your ear. And then it goes away, almost like it's a whisper on the wind. What, what does that mean, Yassim? Yassim looks at you. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why his foot is that way. You are the doctor. He said no, that he... The, the Varjit. What does that mean? Yassim looks at you and... Uh, that is forbidden. What do you mean? It, it is forbidden. That means forbidden. Where did you hear Varjit? And you see that Ahmad, his eyes go wide when you say it. I kind of look at Ahmad like I'm about to point at him. Um, uh, were you at the the Black Valley? And he just he nods his head. Yes, Yasim did not translate. Uh, and you stepped in some water there. Through Yasim, he he says, "I fell chasing one of one of my animals and fell down into a creek, into a stream." How much of you was exposed to the water? My foot. And when did the when did the start gesturing to his foot? When I got back home. At quick glance, you know what? Give me a first aid roll. Twenty-five out of eighty-two. Okay. You see that he has, besides the necrosis around the entire the, the foot, you see that there was a pretty large gash above the ankle, and his ankle is certainly broken. Like, it, it is swollen up to multiple times its own normal size. Your your ankle, did this happen when you fell in the water or before? As I fell. As you fell, you, you sprained it or broke it? Yes. Can you stop it? Interesting. I do not want to lose it. I don't know. I've, um, this is not something I'm f- very familiar with. Realistically, if we don't want this to keep spreading, that's the... The solution that would be the fastest without knowing more has it spread at all since it start how fast did how long did it take to get this far a week and has it been spreading slowly up your leg he says a prayer and says uh thank god no and where did it start he points at his ankle near the wound okay I'm going to put on some gloves and a mask and go a little bit closer and ask, is, is it okay if I look closer? Yes, go ahead. Can I make, uh, I guess, maybe an intelligence roll to see if Rooster's making the same connection I am? What is your intent? And then I can tell you what you need to roll. I'm just wondering, I came up with an idea, and I don't know if Rooster would, about if it started at the gash and that's the foot that went into the water infection from the water. I don't think that's a pretty far leap. I think that Rooster might get that. Rooster's not dumb. I know, but just wanted to check. Yeah, no, no, and I'm not saying that because the the whole I failed high school, but no, no, I think that, I think that that is um, certainly a assumption or idea that Rooster would also come up with. Seems like maybe something in the water infected the gas, infected the cut. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. That's the leading theory, is it was spreading from the open wound and went down to the rest of his foot. Whatever treatment they gave to Dr. Fadi apparently worked. I I don't know if he had it as bad as this. Well, no, they said he got taken out to Damascus to get treated. I don't know what happened since. Uh, that's going to be the first question I have when we get back to base. River, can you take a couple photos before I look closer at this? I've already got my gloves on. I will check to see if my phone works. Give me a luck roll. Oh, shoot. He was in the water. 
91. Okay. Your phone is not working at this time. You can take pictures. You have got no 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 connection. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. You snap away some pictures. Get some good lighting on it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to do basic like physical exam on his foot. Um, basically, like, does it hurt when I press here or this, and find out if he still has feeling in the foot or pain. How if his pain sensors are the same or worse or better? Worse. So he can't feel. He can. The pain, the pain sensors are there. They're they and they're inflamed. Like you touch it, even lightly, you even. So they're more sensitive. Yes, it's more sensitive. It's even to the point of even if you think about looking at it, it hurts. Okay, so if I like even touch his foot, he wins. Yes, you come close to his foot. The air movement on his foot makes him wince. Okay, in that case, I probably won't actually like prod at it at all, like I was planning on. Do a little bit. I'll be very careful, like knowing that it's hurting him. As you do, some of the skin flakes away, almost like it's a charcoal briquette that's been burnt too long. What does it look like underneath? Pink. Is it just new skin? Or like, mm-hmm. okay. I would like to take his temperature, heart rate, blood pressure, just see if he's anything else wrong with him, and then probably head back. Okay. You gather that information. You run the run the physical. Everything else seems to be in nor you know within normal ranges, normal to- normal tolerances. Okay. You head out, and uh, Yasim thanks him for his time. And as you guys are leaving, water has receded and drained down the mountain. So now it, everything is muddy. No longer a river down the street makes it easier to walk. Well, there is one river going down the street. There is one river going down the street. Hopefully he's staying up on the street. Yes. He's got trekking poles now. And you make it back to the vehicle. Rory is a little bit quieter than he normally is on the way back, if anyone's paying attention. Do I notice that? Do you notice that? You tell me. Probably because Rooster is worried about other things that haven't come to the forefront as sort of a mild, I hope this doesn't happen. And he probably notices that Rory's spooked. Okay. Did I lose any sanity from failing that check earlier? Yes. Roll 1d4. Okay. Should have brought it up. <laughs> Four. Ooh. Um, I want to push that off. On... Well, what do we do? Roll another d4 and I can push that much Yeah. Nope, that landed in with the pile of my other dice. Four. All right. And who are you pushing it off onto? I'm going to push it off on Jonathan and Casey as much as I don't want to do that. What does that put their, your relationship with them? Down to six from ten. That's still a healthy, healthy-ish relationship. So you make it back to the vehicle, guys. I'll look up when they get close. Find anything interesting? Blackfoot probably came from an infection. Don't get cut and stick your cut in the water. Good to know. Rory? Uh, yeah, that was pretty much all I was able to find out. Um, he said it spread from the wound. Um, and I'll be kind of recap what the Imad told me. Yeah, and... Noting that Rory didn't answer the medical thing immediately, I think I'm pinging to the fact that something's up with him. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I will note that, but not ask right now. I will make a mental note of it and ask when we get back to the base. Everyone piles in, and the trip down the mountain is fun. 
the sliding of the vehicle, even though it has four-wheel drive, doesn't matter. Because you do slide some parts, even though all four wheels are going. You are white-knuckling, holding on to handles. Luckily, there's no mountain to slide down other than the mountain that you're currently sliding down. You're not going to slide off the mountain. And you make it to the base road. Uh, it does take some time as you do have to go over some rocks that are in the way. You know, you hit the main road on the way back. And even though it is a not a paved road completely, it is well-worn and there are some, some ruts. You make it back to the camp in, good, in a good amount of time. And you see the camp is kind of bustling. There's a couple other vehicles coming in as well. You hear over the radio that they had sent out a few patrols to look into different, you know, locations and provide security for a couple towns. It looks as though that a couple people have fired their weapons in anger at some unknown enemies, but there was no, no casualties, no harm. They don't think that they, you know, anybody on the other end was shot either. When we're approaching the base, I want to kind of like look and see if those ravens are anywhere nearby. Yes. Three of them? Three of them. Hmm. Kind of look at them, my eyes narrowing a bit. Just interesting. Just shake my head and file it away. As you pull into the, the motor pool, you see in the main section of the camp, Doug Bull and the vet practicing with three dogs that are out in the, the main area. Doug waves as everybody gets out of the car. Hey, how's everybody doing? Covered in mud. Ah, come get covered in mud for a good time. The pups are out at play. I'm standing next to Rory. I'll put out and gently put a hand on his shoulder and like, go play with the dogs. Uh, yeah, I'll kind of walk, just walk slowly towards them and bend down and pet one of them. Oh, this, this pup? This is PJ. Stands for peanut butter and jelly, Dr. Dior says. It's a good name. And uh, this one over here, this is Sophie. And this is Hope. I'll, yeah, I'll pet the dogs for a little bit, and then I'll get up and then go back towards the group. I'm like, I need to go, uh, I'm going to go back towards the medical tent, see if I can find out what happened to that scientist in Damascus. See if there's anything they did for him that we can do for the shepherd back in the village. Maybe we want to, uh, debrief first? Let's finish gathering as much information as we can before we have the evening meeting. Go ahead, Rory. Anybody else want to want to come play with the pups? I'll look over and just like, all right, and come over and crouch down with the dogs. Hello, babies. I'll look over and see that Rowan's already on her way, so I don't have to ask permission. And I just run and just sort of throw myself on the ground and start playing with them in the mud. They're playing with you. They're playing rough and good, happy play. After everybody's done playing, Doug's like, all right, come on, girls. Time to go home. I'm flying out tomorrow, guys. Lucky you. Safe travels. Yeah, I don't get to take the girls home, though, but they'll be safe and they'll be good. Right, Dr. Dior? And she just smiles and takes the dogs off and they head off into the, the kennel building. After I introduce myself to the dogs, I will go back to my room and shower. And then, depending on what time it is, I'll either start analyzing my samples or I'll go to dinner. You start analyzing the samples. You get the process going because it will take a little bit of time. Rory, you head over to the medical facility. So I'm going to go find uh, Jake Green that was helping us before and see if he knows how to get in contact with the Damascus site. Uh, yeah, I think we've got a phone number for them. Great. I want to see if they 
what ended up happening with that scientist. Oh, Dr. Dr. Foddy? Yes. Okay. Have you heard anything? I have not. Honestly, I really don't keep up on them that much. Did you find out more about the bones? Uh, not directly, but there's a, a shepherd in the village. Oh, there's more bones like this? Not yet. Um, this guy's foot is same as the doctor, or the scientist, Foddy. So we need to find out. No, if- I mean the fleshy, lumpy bones with the writing on them. Oh no, nothing. I don't know. Wait a second. Found wait, wait, Doctor Fuddy. Doctor Fuddy had some bone issues. Hang on, and he starts to pull up uh, medical information, and you see, he pulls up the imaging. There's lettering on there. I swear it is. It's blurry, but it's there. Uh, yeah, I saw that briefly when I was looking at first day here. So there's a shepherd with with lettering on his bones too. I don't. I don't know yet. Do you know if it's going to turn into those, like, that weird thing? like the- Jake, Jake, calm down. I'm trying to save this guy's foot first. And then we could look at it? And now I'm just going to start dialing. You get a answering machine in a foreign language. Shit. <laughs> I'll hang up without leaving a message. And then I'll, uh, Jake, do you speak Pashto or whatever language, other language this might be? Which language? What language do they speak over at the Damascus? Oh, that, they probably mainly. speak Arabic there. Do you speak Arabic? Only the good words. Okay. Anyone at the site, the medical site that speaks Arabic? Uh, no, but you know what? I would probably go get Yasim or... You know, Dr. Zaf does, but Dr. Zaf, he hasn't gotten back yet. Where's Dr. Zaf again? Don't know. Uh, last I heard, he was in Kabul. He was he was working on getting some more, uh, more supplies and trying to get us some more equipment. Right. Okay, I'm going to radio to see if I can get Yasim over here. Uh, do you need me now? Uh, you at dinner? Yeah. Uh, it's when you're done. Okay. What's everybody else doing? I'm probably going to go to wherever, I guess, command area and see if I can start studying some maps and look over recent intel. And just to familiarize myself with anything and everything I can about the area. Once we've all kind of split off, I'm going to wait for everyone to go in the directions that they're going and then walk back toward the gate to look up at the ravens, if they're still there. There are. One of them kind of dances and hops off and flies and lands on one of the fences not far from you. I'll look at it and then look at the two up at the gate and then back at the one that's nearer to me. It squawks at you and then it sounds like it's talking. Vajit, Vajit, Vajit. I'm Tiana Hansen and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislavski and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 4 is based on the scenario Kali Gotti, written by Shane Ivey. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, 
Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Sherrick Manning, Andrea of the Burbs, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, and the entity known as George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you could reach out to Agent Harker through our contact form on the site. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Our intro and outro music this season is Three Ravens by Ed Randazzo and Brett Alexander. You can find more amazing music by them at www.edrandazzomusic.com and www.brettalexanderonline.com. Join us next week when reality melts around the pressures from beyond and entities with unspeakable names and burrowing thoughts dream at us. They wait for that moment to devour our puny, insignificant lives and replace us with drones and clones to control the rest of humanity. Three ravens, three ravens with eyes black as night. Just look in their eyes, oh don't put up a fight. They'll strike where you stand, a slow death you feel. Beware of the ravens or you'll be their next meal.